Hey everyone, I am DM Brad, and you are listening to Chapter 6, Episode 7 of The Fate of Ison. Hooray! Welcome along! This is a long episode, so we will just jump straight into it after a super duper quick recap. Last time, the Apple Squadeth rescued Shabs the Inventor and one other goblin from the clutches of an ancient white dragon named Frosty. They destroyed Frosty's castle, temporarily trapping the gargantuan creature, and hopefully buying enough time to get the damaged airship full of nobles back to safety. So the way that chapter 6 has already been working, and is, is intended to work, is that it's basically the entire world is under threat from monsters of various kinds. Some of them have been caused by the Brute War coming down, and some of them haven't. They've been caused by other factors. We're basically going to treat this chapter as a series of isolated one-shot missions given to you by Haydet. Sort of like a quest board type of thing. Uh, you know, check in with Haydet, get a quest. Check in with Haydet, get a quest. Um, which is what we've done so far and we will be doing rapid leveling you two are already level 10 and as soon as we've sort of finished this muck around not muck around but like chill session where we get our characters back into just being characters rather than being go 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 um i'll get you guys to level up to 11 as well because what you just went through with the live shows and you went through a castle of ice and you fa went face to face toe to toe claw to claw with a fucking gargantuan ancient white dragon you didn't fight it, like, full on, but it fucked you up. <laughs> we came within an inch of a TPK, which was like, amazing. A freaking inch, man. Like, yeah, that, that wasn't even funny. Like, it, it was funny, and it was awesome, but, like, holy crap. Yeah. yeah. At the very least, it's aged us drastically. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the characters or the players? Fucking <laughs> Alastos, you know. Both, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we'll be doing rapid leveling thanks to a the fact that you're fighting, you know, all these massive, horrible things, and also we're going to get Litkites, the power demon who's betraying Krover, to pop out in and out of the woodworking, sort of give you guys more power. So narratively, there's a good reason that you're suddenly like getting super swole. Right, a little demon friend. Yeah. Hello, I'm Litkites. Here's some power for you. <laughs> I do um, have so them written down on my list of people <laughs> that I wondered where they were. I remember him from the previous times in the story. Yeah, I don't remember anything. This is this is well established. I have to have notes. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, the um, the, yeah. So the goal, the whole goal of the chapter is is it was twofold. One is to highlight just how fucked the world is because it's a big, it's an extremely big deal that a world that is not prepared for these things suddenly has to deal with these things. Um, and two is to level the, you guys right the fuck up to like god level so you can fight a god. Which is sort of the path that Haydet and the other gods have put in front of you. Saying like, Krover needs to be put down. And guess who we've nominated for the job? <laughs> look, look, I was backwards, but look, this is, this is, that was my health checking. And I was like, three. <laughs> Three hit points. Okay, so <laughs> wow. <laughs> so that's what needed to be said up the top. Is just the 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 my intent for chapter six and the shape of it and the reasons behind it. Also, one other thing is that Haydet should have told you right at the start, but again, for many reasons, hasn't had a chance to. That at the current point, so the I'm just trying to think of the best way to do this. Of like at the point he would have told you, or the point now, probably better the point now. 
um, so after the live events of the live shows, you're still on the mountain, things like that. Mm. The surge is seven days away. Okay. So this like monumental world ending thing, he would have told you that you would now know is seven days away. Seven days. <laughs> yeah. Which would have really amped up the uh, <laughs> like the, the drama and the tension for the listeners if I had said that six episodes ago. Um, but yeah. Hey listeners, seven days. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Yeah, um, listen so to this audio recording and in seven days you will die. <laughs> um, You're hearing yeah. three. <laughs> it, it's um, okay. Marley has one cure light wounds left. Um, is that what it's called? It's in... just cure wounds. That's right. I'm, I've got Pathfinder on Pathfinder. the brain. Yeah. yeah. I've been nice. playing a cleric and Pathfinder and I'm learning a lot about how to keep people alive and it's terrifying. Um, it's it's very much not Marley's deal. <laughs> I mean, it was in the last session. Holy crap. But that's not um, who she is. Yeah. Cool. So do you want me to recap the events of our live shows? Uh, go ahead. <sighs> if you I mean, can. Sure. If, if you, you if, dare. If, if, yeah, we challenge you to do it. We Brian. challenge you to remember. Bet you can't. Well, you challenge me to read out the two paragraphs I wrote in this spreadsheet <laughs> I'm looking at. <laughs> can you do it without looking at it? No, no, I cannot. <laughs> okay. Okay, so Marley, Arcus, and Hodge travelled through a blood portal to the mountains behind Stonemore. They met up with Afimata Zero, the Knowledge Demon, then aided the survivors of an airship crash, including Queen Shan. Uh, they fought off some white dragons, then went looking for Shabs the Goblin, who had been taken by white-cloaked kobolds. Uh, they found Shabs and three other goblins, and they were all chained to spikes of ice, and a kobold warrior priest uh, was using their blood in some kind of ritual. Uh, they defeated the priest, but it was too late. The ritual had been completed, and the mountain began to shake. Uh, that was show number one, and then show number two, the whole mountain began to grow into a titanic castle. The heroes fought their way, I say heroes, um, through the castle <laughs> until they found Shabs and the captive goblins once again. Uh, as the ice castle continued to grow, they were confronted by Frosty, the ancient white dragon. Uh, while Frosty attempted to kill the intruders and <laughs> came very, very close to succeeding, they uh, freed the two go or two of the goblins and killed the other two. I still feel really stink about that. <laughs> Even though I didn't do it. You knew it would happen and you didn't stop it. Without the goblins' blood feeding the <laughs> castle's growth, uh, it began to crack and crumble. Uh, Frosty was temporarily I mean, it crushed. Oh, it worked. It was effective. It just evil. It was very effective. It, oh, evil <laughs> for the greater good. Yeah, it's more of a trolley problem sort of thing, right? Right, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, Frosty was temporarily crushed under the ice, and the heroes used the items in Shab's inventor's pack to escape. Uh, and so that's where we are. That's where we ended that show. So Marley, Shab's, and a currently unnamed goblin are riding on the back of Hodge after taking a featherfall potion, jumping off the the castle and landing on Hodge's back. Arcus, having taken a potion of hair growth and a potion of featherfall, is parachuting safely down with their newly grown cloud hair billowing behind them. 
yeah which i love that image this huge tuft of cloud <laughs> um, it's like a really and, long mullet yeah and afimata zero is swooping down toward the ground uh using the grappling hook and zipline gun in a very spider-man-esque fashion now the two of you you see afimata do this epic swing and then suddenly just into nothingness he just simply disappears as if swooping through some kind of interdimensional door. Knowledge demon. That's knowledge demons for you. Um, you all make it safely down to the ground as the Grand Castle crumbles into a cold pile of ice and snow. What do you do? Hug Hodge. <laughs> okay. Yep, Hodge just allows it he, he understands you've been through an ordeal he, he could tell by the desperation and the whistle that you gave to call him that um you needed him and now he's here yeah so i i give him a big hug because i'm feeling pretty beat up obviously um on only three hp of 78 <laughs> yeah and arcus isn't doing any better <laughs> yeah no. she feels pretty beat up so she but she's very aware of because I don't think Shabs is conscious, eh? And neither is the other goblin. Uh, Shabs is conscious. She suggests she's the one that suggested checking her inventor's That's pack. That's right. Yeah. Things and the other goblin, I think, is fine too. But they, didn't we all get hit? I almost died. <laughs> yeah, like from that last hit. That's why. I, that's why I assume. Yeah, I don't think I rolled okay. damage for the goblins, so I think that they were hiding behind your bodies. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. <laughs> hey look you did save them <laughs> you know what if you want i can retcon and have both of them die too no Shabs included. God, no please no <laughs> don't do it to who's me evil now um no 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 i just i was I, Mali is just conscious of the fact that they are probably hurting as well you know so she knows she's got almost nothing left in the tank but is still like are you okay to shabs like do you need my help yeah she's shivering and which is probably from the cold and blood loss and like shock and she's like yeah yeah um th- th- thank you but I- I- i'm not gonna piss on you uh i take back all the things i said up there she gestures to where the castle had been says, let's just 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 take me back to the flywag uh i'll, I'll fix it and I'll, I'll get the hell off this mountain yeah, um, Molly, like, like hearing Shabs go, um, I, I never wanted to do any of those things, um, is just kind of laughs, um, like, sort of, like, brokenly sort of laughs and is like, yeah, I, I know, <laughs> Shabs, we're friends, remember? I was always going to save you from those morons. Um, and sort of, like, reaches out and sort of places a hand, sort of friendly, like, pat on Shabs's shoulder and just like blast her with the cure wounds because Molly's kind of aware that like Shabs is our way off this mountain right now because Molly can't stab herself because she's in too much pain for that so so it's like if Shabs feels good then we'll get off here faster so just that's like a third level cure wounds 3d8 plus five so lots you know okay, if you yeah. need me to roll so, it but no that, yeah. that'll put her up to max so she's yeah she gets just this glow of light 
sort of emanating from her as as her body recuperates and, and recovers all the from all the you know the pain she's endured and she still looks frazzled because i mean she's still been through an ordeal but she she yeah she you notice she stands up a little bit straighter instead of being three feet tall she's like three foot one <laughs> and she's she just says i've yeah i've got a flywag to fix baby get us off this mountain shabs please and we like sort of lips behind Shabs, like, because I imagine Shabs like sort of scuttles off, like Shabs does, you know. She turns back, turns back to the other the other goblin, and she says, "Um, I didn't actually get your name, and it's all the that fuckery. Well, what was your name?" And the goblin just shakes its head quietly. <laughs> so oh. your name is Shake. <laughs> Gives you an uh, an annoyed scowl, like. Your response was oh, stupid. Oh, so you're grumpy. Got it. <laughs> We're sneezy. I think you killed it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Arcus, what are you doing? So you land, your billowing cloud hair sort of settles behind you like a parachute. Right. Yeah, and I overhear that conversation and I'm kind of like, what, no piss? Fuck. Um... <laughs> Um, and I come over and I I regroup and I come up to Marley and I'm like hey um, should we like you know leave (laughs) do you want to go home (laughs) or something I I really do but I didn't come all this way and she sort of looks at Queen Chan and only to leave them when there's still trouble well, we need to go somewhere to rest, for sure. I think maybe we get everybody onto the flywag, seeing as Shabs is planning on fixing it anyway. And, and maybe... hurry it, up, Shabs. Come on. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's fairly defensible, just in case any of those dragons come back. I've got almost nothing left in the tank, but... What did you just call them? Oh, sorry, dragoons. Thank you, thank you. Fuck you. Now I understand what you mean. Now I understand. <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it wouldn't take you long as a group to find to to like get your way back to the site where the flywag was, and you can see it from a ways off. You know, it's a big smoking pile of iron and wood, and yes, yeah, and Shabs runs along ahead towards the big group of survivors that you know queen shan and all the other nobles 15 in total there and yeah she bounds up and she gives a like a hug to queen shan and like they're the same size because shan's a halfling and shabs is a goblin they're both three feet tall but it's quite nice quite wholesome seeing you know the the queen of the land and this like lowly inventor goblin just fully embracing each other and like i'm so glad to see you great i ship it Want to see some fan art? Um, <laughs> I do. Actually, I, th- I think I established back in chapter three that Shab's, uh, that Queen Shan has a wife. I need to go back and check on that. I'm not sure. Ooh. Regardless. Yeah, I mean, she's still very happy to see Shab's as, you know, as, as an inventor and as a um, member of her court or, or her one of her subjects. Hmm. 
Yeah, and Shab sort of just whips whips into like the more, most confident you've ever seen her. She she guides people. You know, you go over there. You you know, you group grab this and pull and like we need to get this flywag away from the edge. And she also suggests that Hodge flies around and pushes from the back. If mm-hmm. I mean, she she asks for Marley's permission to sort of uh, boss Hodge Marley, around. Marley would fly with Hodge. She doesn't really want to be separated from Hodge right now, and Hodge is nice and warm. So okay. she'd probably direct Hodge to push, you know? Yeah. So the, yeah, her intent is just to get it away from the edge so she can mm-hmm. safely get people inside it and work on it. Yeah. Sort of use it as like a base to, to rest and work. Is um, it still on fire? Uh, no, it's just smoking because it's just, it's received lots of damage. But Does the cold temperature. That that's really bad for its health. <laughs> it, it's vaping. Sorry. It's. Um, yeah, she, yeah, they, yeah, she just works on it and it becomes clear that it's going to take a fair few hours and you know for a fact that the dragon Frosty didn't die, but was just like injured or harmed or possibly trapped. Would that be weighing on your minds at all? Would you have like a ticking clock of let's get the fuck out of here? Or would you want to do something about the dragon? Like where would your thoughts be there? Can you think of anything we can, we can do? Not right now. <laughs> I'm trying to I, not not with the level of health we have. In no, I, it, it would. It, yeah, it would in Molly's mind be more like Mark, because you know, like most of the time, dragons have a lair. Oh, would she know that? No, she probably wouldn't know that. No, she wouldn't know that. No, so so I guess she would just mark it as last seen here. Problem for another day, but definitely going to have to deal with that at some point <laughs> because they're probably just going to steal more goblins and try again <laughs> but are we so close that we're going to get preyed upon by a dragon if we stick well, around here too long that's why Marley's doing kind of laps with Hodge to try and I don't know like scouting, keep an eye out right? yeah just scouting keeping an eye out thinking that maybe if they're flying there it's sort of like territorial like nobody else will come over just trying to be helpful would you think about venturing into the wreckage to find more kobolds and maybe talk to them like kobold waffles and kobold mario or would you just be like we want nothing to do with anything in that mountain we just need to not be here anymore no marley wouldn't be willing to screw around with anything including anybody else you know, because we came here to save these people, so I'm not going to go looking for trouble when we just need to get these people out of here. Okay, so um, if you consider a short rest, or if you take a short rest, uh, I don't know what that could do for your characters. I get, if you're, I get. If you're sort of, I can spend some hit dice. If you're sort of doing nothing for, you know, one or two hours. Um, Just while we're doing math and stuff, Brad, Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely something that I would like to do when we get to a town is go shopping. Just so that you know, <laughs> wherever that is, I'm assuming we're going back to Stonewall because we're going to be on the flywag. That leads to my next question: Is when you do leave this mountain, by whatever means you choose to use, yeah, would you be going to Stonewall? Uh, you you expressed already that you don't really want to go to Stonewall without Banfor, like it doesn't feel right. But it, it seems in your current predicament that it is the most uh, sensical. 
mm-hmm. um, or is there somewhere else in the world that you would try to be because you've got other cities you've been to other mm-hmm. towns you've been to I've, I've got a couple written down that i'd like to go back to at some point but i think it makes sense like Mali would be feeling responsible i guess for their safety so i can hodge fit in the flywag or are we flying alongside uh he can fit in sure there's there's a big cargo bay door so they can load all the nobles luggage and stuff because you know how rich people be traveling yeah hundo she'd be feeling like she wanted to absolutely make sure these idiots flying around in a flywag when dragons are a thing get home safe I don't know how Arcus feels. I I know you want to protect people, but we can probably do more good if we separate and go ahead somewhere and let them take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. Where are you thinking there? Well, I think we should use the knife and teleport to... I, I don't know a lot of places. I liked the <laughs> place we started at. Yeah. That was Stonewall. Yeah, Stonewall's with the city you started in. um, That's where Hodge brought you into the world. So we could... (laughs) Hodge, my (laughs) mum. We we probably do need to deal with the Bamfor problem sooner rather than later. Yeah. I wouldn't mind going back there anyway because they have lots of shops, so I can go shopping pretty easily there. Plus they have this amazing hairdresser called Swallow Style. Um, and who Greta. was his name? Greta. Greta in from Hulk Swallow Style. And I wouldn't hey, mind darling, going to go... Welcome to Swallow Style. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind going to go get my hair done again. Uh... <laughs> oh my god, these are throwbacks. <laughs> yeah. Great. See, we can make uh, happy new memories to replace sad ones. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Molly would have in her brain that Taryn was doing something important Taran, sorry and seemed you know seemed to be fairly powerful so we're if we're up against something pretty gnarly Taran would probably pop up in marley's memory as maybe a good person to get in touch with to bring in she's yeah, trying to way like, back in chapter two like you're, I know, you're bringing out I went, notes here. i went back in my notes brad <laughs> you asked us to do homework so i did homework well, so do you think in this rest you would catch up with Haydet? Probably, yeah, probably. Also, I want to adopt Steven, so you need to make that happen. <laughs> the, the spider, okay. Yes. How? Oh. <laughs> want, you won't get me out of my, out of my lair? But I'm yes. Here. No, what I want to do is put him... I, what I want to do is put him in, like, the cellar at, like, the craft tavern so that he's like he's like protector of the beer kicks i like you know? it here got all the food and drink i want they even bring me flies hand delivered fancy in it bloody fancy that's what i want to do i want to silver put platter here's some flies for you steven oh, i'm living large i am i love steven I also, obviously, this goes without saying, she is thinking about her family. <laughs> like, Shawlin and Wilton, the neighbours, the grip trees, and obviously Tap. You have it's no just... easy way to get to them. You know where they are, but you've no, you've never been there before, so you can't just go stab, fly. <laughs> yeah, 
So she's thinking about them. She's even thinking maybe it's time to send a letter or something to let them know that I'm even alive because, you know, like I know that they're alive. Do they know that I'm alive? You know? Yeah. Um, but all of that. Cool. So, so it take it would take Shabs a few hours to um, make the necessary repairs to make a very um, haphazard uh, makeshift trip back down to Stonemore because you don't. She doesn't need altitude. She doesn't need to go up. So the flyway yeah. just needs to safely go down. So she I, can actually get it serviceable within a few hours. I feel like during all of this, Marley has actually been sitting down with Arcus and filling Arcus in on all of the history like so we started off here and we joined this resistance in this hall and Banfor had a bag of shit and it was really weird and that's how we met <laughs> and then we met a stone giant golem thing something called Goro he was pretty cool he ate the bag of shit and then <laughs> you know like mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, Marley's mm-hmm. just like telling mm-hmm, this mm-hmm story about all of these things that's happened along the way and would Arcus in turn tell any of their backstory to Marley because Marley doesn't know any of the stuff that you did mm, no no, no. <laughs> uh, I, so much is happening right now she would be curious because she she saw the only thing she's ever seen to do with your backstory is she saw you get whisked away by the guy with the hood I think Arcus is kind of having a little bit of a, like a crisis at the moment where like he's been removed from his world and now there's all this like way more important stuff happening here and it just feels like everything that happened before was a dream or something else. He's finding it really hard to like hold on to mm-hmm. it being a reality because there's so much at stake in the world right here. Yeah, no, I just, I think he's, yeah, <laughs> he's he's losing his religion. He doesn't know what's going on. He's like, does the water cycle exist? I don't know. And people seem to die pretty hard here. <laughs> yeah, people don't liquefy here. That's weird. Um, if you check in with Haydet at all during that break, in between your storytelling and catching up and filling each other in on your lives, he, he would tell you that, uh, yeah, first of all, he would remark at the things that you've just been through including you know the fact that frosty isn't dead but would be like holy crap i can't believe you survived that ah yeah it looks like you've got a little bit of time to recoup frosty's not going anywhere anytime soon and say now that you've got a down moment i can safely tell you that the surge you know that big thing the other problem the world has to deal with is only seven days away oh gods i should have told you six episodes ago i mean What's an episode? Stop breaking the fourth wall, hey dude. They don't know their characters. Uh, <laughs> He's such a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> um, he says, when the surge does arrive, uh, I'm going to need, or well, me, not just me, all the gods, we're all going to need you there. Uh, as well as as many powerful warriors as, as, as you can get there. And, and we, we've got other ones who are on the way. And wielders too. Wielders, they're pivotal. Uh, right now there are five of them in the world. Uh, well, at least five people who know that they're wielders. And that and that way I can know about it too. Uh, there may be more, but if they don't know about it, neither do I. We need all five of them to be there, I think. Even that little shit Drafer. 
Yep. Is that it? It just cuts off. Oh. No, I, 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 I thought you maybe you would have had questions or something to ask him, but uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. So I've got bits to she's, answer she's, if they ask questions. If, sorry, if she's she's pretty tired, so she's just yeah. sort of sitting there <laughs> soaking in all of that information because that's a lot, like yeah. that they didn't know really before, and she just. I think Marley is sitting there with her head kind of hanging almost in between her knees, you know, and it's just like, really? We don't get to just, I really wanted to see my family. And like, that's kind of her response to that. There's a place called the Wellspring of Harrig. Uh, there's a gateway there that opens up once every 800 years for, for Crover's power, which is what we call the surge to just burst out into the world. Uh, the other gods and I are hoping yeah, hoping, <laughs> optimal word there, that the wielders can receive the surge and use it at the same time to hold that gateway open just long enough for for, 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 for the warriors to, well, I mean, uh, I hate to ask you this, but for the warriors to, to, to travel through and, and defeat him, uh, fight the god of power <laughs> face, face to face, which... Now that I'm saying the words, sounds fucking stupid. Don't do it. <laughs> um, He'll be severely weakened after the surge, but he's still a god. Uh, I hate it. Uh, what are our odds uh, on this? Sup, Craf? Ah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, if it was just the two of you, basically none. But if you can gather allies, and if you can combine your forces with, with the team of heroes that's already on their way there, and if they agree to to take part in this, and we might even need other powerful people, powerful people you might not even want to have on your team. Uh, we might need to find wherever the hell Banfor's gone. He'll, he could help. Uh... Trantus Grifton? I don't know. I'm just trying to name powerful people. Right. Or like, so the world dies, or we have to fight alongside our mortal enemies. Could you fight alongside Trantus Grifton for one time to save the world? I don't know, it's a tough call, Hadeet. <laughs> 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 Will gets destroyed, but you have to be nice to Trantus for, like, 40 seconds. <laughs> I don't know if I can do it. I don't know. It's too hard. Um, oh, God. Okay. All right, hate it. But I tell you what, you better be helping us out here. You know how this thing, and she, like, holds up a crossbow and, like, just sort of shoots out two arrows into nothing watches them go fly out dissolve in the air and then just reload you know back in the she just does that sometimes for fun because it looks pretty um she's like you know how you managed to do this is there is there some way that you could make it so i mean uh, me and my friends don't die so easy maybe <laughs> 
I mean, surely can, you can. Can we reload? <laughs> can, 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 like, is it, because she's pretty tired, right? So, like, you know, just like, is there anything you can help with here? Hate it. You got additional lives for us? <laughs> can well, you spend the why, next, like, six days, like, making something? Well, that's why I got uh, the Ziglamel to track down Chaos the Extraordinary for you. To take your existing items and make them more interesting, as he would put it. Right. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> well, he upgraded the, the, the key, the sorry, the yeah. dagger, to be able to be used twice a day and take less time to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he could theoretically take anything and make it more... Oh yeah, <laughs> it's really up to the imaginations there. It's it's fully homebrew, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Mm. Mm. We're going on a you pilgrimage. Know, how much do you know about Crover? While we're here, hate it having a chat. Well, I know everything that any mortals ever known about Crover. All right. So you got any, you know, like, you know how, like, Achilles has that, like, spot in his heel that kind of screws him up? Like, has Crover got anything like that? Well, Crover's extremely arrogant, and I suppose its only weakness is that once the surge, in the immediate moments following the surge, it's basically given up almost all of its power. Yeah. True. I already did know that. But there's like, it's not like Crowville hates lightning or something like that that we could try and use. <laughs> What's his deepest, darkest fear? Hang on, <laughs> let DM Brad check the stat block. <laughs> <laughs> hey DM, basically I'd like to know if Crowville has any weaknesses that Haydet would know about. Yeah. <laughs> or like, you know. Yeah. I mean, Hayden only knows what any what mortals know no, or have I, known in the past, and yeah. it, so narratively, no mortal would have ever known the weakness for this goal because no one's ever faced him. Yeah, but, that's true. Um, that being said, yeah. let me check the stat block because you have asked the god of knowledge for information. <laughs> I can roll is for Hayden it. Is Hayden going to help us fight? Like, is he going to fight? Because he's actually a god. Like, that might be helpful. <laughs> If none I... of the gods really leave, leave their I think even Mali would say none of the gods really leave their domain things yeah. go probably horribly wrong when the gods leave where they're supposed to be yeah, Arcus if I ever found a way out of my own realm well, I'd be severely weakened and if I then subsequently entered the realm of any of the other gods I'd probably be immediately destroyed So in a way, we have more freedom than you do. Hmm. Yes, absolutely. Although that being said, I can do this. <laughs> and then you you see no immediate thing, but like somewhere else in the world, he's just like given someone like a crazy idea. He goes, I guess you didn't <laughs> see that, but it was pretty cool. There's <laughs> <laughs> someone, someone somewhere is just like oh, milk. <laughs> <laughs> No, they're like, toasty maker. Do you know if you put 
two slices of bread and cheese and then you put like a hot stone on either side it would melt the cheese in the middle and the cheese would melt out the sides oh my god this is a million dollar idea he takes a lot of toke yeah, yeah he's, he's just invented the cheese toasty somewhere in the world <laughs> yeah so he uh hey would would answer your question earlier jules about weaknesses or achilles heels it would say that he doesn't have any mm. other than the fact he would be at his weakest at that time but he can he will tell you that um don't bother trying to poison him mm. or okay. or give or give necrotic damage so that will do nothing that's actually very useful hate it i think this is the first time i've actually said that to you <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome got him sarcastic cow <laughs> whoa <laughs> oh that makes sense <laughs> she has been pretty sarcastic to him <laughs> yeah so unless you've got anything more to to discuss with him shabs will announce that she is ready to roll ready to party didn't i want to ask him about someone oh taran Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, especially seeing as Haydet mentioned the surge and wielders and stuff, isn't that what Taran yeah. told us she was doing? So. Yeah. Yeah, he says, well, yeah, Taran, uh, well, she's the sister of Gillif. So, surprise, if you didn't know that. Um, uh, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Gillif has a, a, a twin, uh, Anfa, who travels and. You know, under the guise of, of, of a human woman named Taran. We know about Ampha. How come you didn't tell us there was Taran earlier? You didn't ask. <laughs> <laughs> you were very hostile to her. She wanted the blue stone and you were like, go fuck yourself. Well, to be fair, I didn't know who she was. <laughs> At that point in the story, you wouldn't have cared either. <laughs> nope. We had no reason to. <laughs> yeah says well what what taran does is she just eternally walks the face of ice and looking for wielders she helps people where she can she's basically an angel of compassion right now she's she's actually found one of those five wielders i mentioned a young woman named sham and she's escorting her to that wellspring as we speak right so, so that's where we need to go probably that is where we need to go we need to bring friends. A lot of friends. You've all got seven days to protect the world from all this crazy shit and gather some allies at the same time. Really got I wish we hadn't killed the world. Yeah, I wish we hadn't killed Banfall's dad now. <laughs> yeah, he was a good fighter. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Shabs announces to everyone that you know she's done. She's she says, "Hold on to something because it's not going to be pretty, but uh, it'll get us back to the ground." And yeah, the whole thing sort of jolts violently and starts making a very loud, disconcerting chugging noise. She's like, "That's perfectly normal." <laughs> and yeah, it, you can absolutely <laughs> tell it's not normal. <laughs> it's not supposed to be doing that. Um, and then, yeah, it suddenly uh, very violently jolts off the mountain and you start to plummet down in this metal box of death. Um, nice. Uh, but then, yeah, it very dramatically chugs back to life and then soars. So it does this like very dangerous dip and then swoops up and then she sort of just floats it for a while and 
land, does like a very ugly, loud, painful crash landing in the town square of Stonemore. And people might have died. And people might have been crushed by it. You don't know. Just this metal box just lands and like <laughs> smashes the cobblestones. I rush out and like g- g- scramble away, kissing the ground, being like, that's not natural. It's not even made of cloud and it flies. It's not natural. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, people are gather- a huge crowd just gathers around to see yeah what the story is this big metal thing fell out of the sky and then the first thing out is a demon made of clouds who starts kissing the ground people are very interested followed by this giant wolf with wings and apparently burning red eyes because everybody yep. tells me that that's how they see hodge the it's crowd like... <laughs> gives a bit more distance and backs off a bit <laughs> right i'm like get out of my face <laughs> i think it's me but it's obviously hodge <laughs> And yeah, Queen Shan leads the procession of nobles out as well, and people sort of clear a path. And she just turns and looks back over her shoulder at you, and she says, You're welcome to join us at the Royal Keep, but I understand if you have other business to attend to, please rest, please look after yourselves, you have my eternal thanks. And then turns away and starts walking towards the Royal Keep, with her procession just following her as good little boys and girls. Mm. Okay. and guards sort of emerge from the from the crowd and sort of form like a like a line for them um to be protected marley just sort of watches them go in like she would have dropped a full formal bow like in front of everybody when queen shan said that anyway and just sort of like dropped down and then rose her head up as she watched her walk away and then stood up just sort of waited for Arcus to get off the ground. <laughs> I'm lying. I'm lying on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Sherp yeah, just comes out and sort of like kicks the flywag a couple times. And yeah, he like ding, ding, ding as her feet kick the iron. And then she's like, oh, all those weeks of work. I suppose it wasn't for nothing though. And then almost as if she's just leaving this pile like not my problem anymore (laughs) just whistles and walks away into the crowd and there's like there's an unnamed goblin just standing on the edge of it like like looking around nervously because it's not from here (laughs) it doesn't know it's just like um (laughs) and then yeah it shrugs its shoulders and chases after shabs being the next best thing it has to someone it knows Marley just kind of patiently waits next to hodge who's probably sitting down and just waits for Arcus to process. Um, I'm lying on the ground. I say that out loud. I'm like, I'm lying on the ground. <laughs> I'm lying on the ground. It's good. I like the ground. I like the cloud. Wouldn't have thought a cloud demon would like the ground so much. That's what Molly says. It reminds me of my cloud ground, but it's different. But it's more the same than the air is you know that's exactly how Arcus would say it <laughs> I'm happy to go sleep in the keep now <laughs> okay I think we can go and have a long rest and get rejuvenated and then you can stab yourself tomorrow and take us somewhere alright I've got some shopping to do and some chores here Great. and we really need to 
tell Bamfor's whole district that he doesn't exist in this realm anymore. So how loudly are you having this conversation? Is it? Are you Not, up close, sort of saying it, like crouched down to Arcus's face, right down on the ground, or is this just you're just saying it in out in public as a whatever volume you want? I I don't know that Molly would be whispering this, but she wouldn't be like loudly, especially not the Banfall part because spies are everywhere. Because there's a and there's a crowd still gathered around you, so if you had said it out loud, someone in the crowd would have been like Banfall. Did you say Banfall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. So like, she's like, I got chores to do and people to see and. And then sort of, and we really need to tell someone about the, you know, like yeah. that part. Yeah. I'm like, what thing? And also um, the craft tavern has a fully designed stables for Hodge that I'm sure Hodgie is quite keen to get back to. We slept there a few times, remember? Mm. They gave you a really nice breakfast from memory. <laughs> that you experimented with eating and didn't eat. Mm. I liked being cider. Okay, I'm happy to do that. I remember those okay. beds being comfy as I floated above them. <laughs> that's right, you float above beds. I love it. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, me too. So that's where they go. Like, I I think Molly would know the way to craft heaven pretty easy, and then she's got range of crap survival stuff going on anyway. So, yeah. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, you find your way there very easily. Um, we're not rolling any dice today. And uh, when you get there, it looks much the same as it did when you last saw it two weeks ago. Uh, it's busy. It's, it's bustling. Um, business is doing great. You can almost see dollar signs in your in your eyes. It's like, <laughs> this is all going to my bank account somehow. And yeah, you walk in the door and Tyler is working the bar and he sees you and he drops what he's doing and, and rushes over and just says, Marley, you're back. I didn't know if we'd ever see you again. Yeah, because... What happened the last time that we saw Tyler? Yeah, basically the last time he saw you is you got a message saying you got a message saying Queen Shan wanted to see you and so you yeah. left and that was sort of it. That's right, and I left the gold under the mattress or whatever for them just in case they needed it or whatever. Yeah. Hey Tyler, um have you been alright? Has this place looks alright? Uh I yeah, yeah. I'm 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 okay. Uh but I mean a room have, have, have we got any for me? Like, she's going to laugh, but the owner of the tavern. <laughs> of course of course we do. There's there's a one-room spare, uh, but even if there wasn't, we would make one spare. Yeah, uh, and Arcus, are you... And where's Hodge? Is he here? Oh, he's already around in the stables. I mean, I'd really appreciate it if you could give him a big feed and a, a rub down at some point. I know he'd appreciate it. He trusts you. Yeah, great. Cool. Uh, yeah, definitely. Please, please sit, eat, sleep. I mean, <laughs> I don't need to tell you that. You know, this is your place. But um, yeah, uh, do whatever so you is, want. I'm gonna go is see. Anybody, is anybody booked to play tonight? No, with no music tonight. It's it's Flurg's day. No, no music on Flurg's day. <laughs> um, do you, do you mind? I just, I it's it's been a bit of a trip and i wouldn't mind <laughs> yeah i wouldn't mind just sort of quietly playing it out if you wouldn't mind okay if you've got the energy i'm sure the people here would love to have some music yeah and um, so she sort of walks up to the bar 
There's like uh, hi, Paul. Hey, welcome back. Places. Places. Places as it was. Hopefully, we've kept it up yeah, to your standards. Molly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Molly, yeah. Is, is that, that is the Molly Craft? Yeah. People are looking around like, to... who's cheering for someone called Marley Craft? Who is that? And then they see yeah. a cloud demon and they're like, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> and she just kind of like, without going into masses of details, she orders like some food and drink while she has some small talk with Paul and. You know, making sure that he's okay and things are going all right. And does he need any more money for maintenance? Blah, blah, blah. Like, just yep. chat, chat, just, chat, chat, chat. Just basic low-level business chat. And Arcus, yeah. are you involved in that or are you off on your own adventures in the bar? I thought Miley was going to go play music. And oh, I am. I am, <laughs> but I just... I, okay. I just want... I want to wait around and listen to this. I'm like, I, I'll order a cider and sit at the table... Yeah. Wow, Molly. <laughs> yeah, cool, okay. yeah, Jules, yeah. Jules, if you do have any dice handy, I'll get you to roll a performance check to see how well this sh- this little impromptu show goes. <laughs> uh, it's a 13 plus a 9. What's that? Lots. Yeah, 22. 22. You, you rock the yeah. house. You... But she doesn't. So <laughs> just, to, just to clarify, just to clarify before you say what you're about to say, she plays like... You know, like kind of sad, sort of mellow music, because that's the mood she's in. Like, they've they've got a big journey ahead of them. She doesn't know if they're going to make it through it or not. They've lost so many people. So much has happened. Yeah, she's just kind of processing all of that while she plays. Like she plays it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With that, with that high roll, you manage to find the art like deep in your soul and bring it out through your sacks and people feel it mm. people like yeah. we were just having a drink a flurg's day drink and now we all feel like down or but also inspired i'm inspired to be sad yeah and it's like a yearning to be home and like wishing things weren't quite so hard but knowing you'll do it anyway kind of yeah, you, you know you hear you hear people having conversations at their tables while listening saying things like when was the last time you spoke to your dad and you're like i don't know man <laughs> yeah like i, sh- I should like, send him a letter or some shit playing father and son on the season i'm just <laughs> thinking <laughs> i'm just thinking father and son yeah totally it's it's very that music it's very think father and son and that's basically what she's playing yeah I haven't connected with my kids properly in ages. Yeah. <laughs> People just like reflecting on their own personal failures and stuff to your music. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then she and... kind of like plays it out and sort of puts the saxophone down with a, you know, and then just sort of gets up very unceremoniously <laughs> and just sort of starts. <laughs> yeah. She, she grins at Arcus and she's like, I'm going to bed i'm tired night night love you love you too but there's okay, only available so we have to go to bed well i'll leave the door unlocked for you you can you can explore something if you like and then she she sort of throws over her shoulder as she's walking up the stairs 
take a half brick with you. They usually come in handy. <laughs> oh. Marley goes off to bed. Does does Arcus do something or does Arcus not do something? Um, I order a hot cocoa from the bar. Okay, yeah. It comes steaming hot. They don't charge you for it because they know who you're here with. Great. And then I make my way upstairs and I go and I float above Marley on the <laughs> Amazing. Um, and drink my hot cocoa. <laughs> so it goes mattress, sheet, Marley, duvet, space, Arcus. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Like exactly. the weirdest club sandwich you've ever seen. Yeah. I think at some it's point not- Tyler comes. No, you're right. Tyler <laughs> comes back in and his, like, his, like, hair's all, like, you know, like it's been gelled Cowlicked. crazy. Cause, yeah, because Hodge has just been, like, <laughs> giving him a big lick. Gross. <laughs> Hodge likes okay. Tyler. Yeah, you get a long rest. Yay! I get on the ship back. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. My spells. <gasps> oh, Molly wakes up in the morning. She feels great. She's like, my hair looks well. Fucking hell, Arcus! <laughs> I forgot you do that. Yeah, Arcus rolled over face down in the night. So you like. Right. I'm like sleeping, I'm like, ah, 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 like dag at you. You're like, ah, Arcus, I'm like, ah, ah. I reckon if Arcus drools up there, it's like, like, a, like it's just a little rainstorm. <laughs> Molly wakes up and kind of feels slightly damp in the face. Just feel like, um, dew on grass. <laughs> yeah. uh, so gross. <laughs> Uh, so fun. I'm made of water. Like, I'm pure. You know that. I'm yeah. a royal. I mean, a little bit of cocoa and cider, so it probably smells quite sweet. But It's processed by now. Yeah, fair. That makes sense. Where does it go? It <laughs> just filters into becoming part of your body. Where doesn't it go? Yeah, well, you see, when, when a, a living creature takes in food and sustenance, it turns into energy. That's how, like, Arcus gets, like, all the power and stuff to do stuff. It's part energy, part God. You see this? Lightning comes out. Apple cider. (laughs) (laughs) It's that whole question of, like, actually, do we need the gods or did we have the power all along and the gods convinced us that it was them? The real gods was the cider you drank along the way. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the real gods were the ciders that were in us all along. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So I guess Marley would sort of outline to Arcus that, like, they have a few things that they probably need to do for Banfor, and and does Arcus want to come along with that? But then also that she just kind of wants to go shopping for some armor and get her hair done also. So you don't have to come with that, but you can if you want to. I'm, yeah, I'm happy to come explore the town a bit more because we didn't spend yeah, a lot I... of the time in the town last time. Oh, yeah. Um, Arcus, you have this, you still have this huge billowing cloud here. <laughs> oh, so I should probably, can we go get haircuts first then? Yes. Let's go see if Greta can fit us in. I'm so excited for you to meet Greta. I just cannot wait. 
Gritter is fabulous. <laughs> okay, I gotta find that um, techno backing music when I'm doing this in post now, <laughs> from when and, you went last time. Yeah, and and I think in terms of Hodge for this, Brad, I think um, Molly would say that Hodge is more than welcome to do what he wants for the day. If he wants yep. to hang out at the tavern with Tyler or he wants to take Tyler for a ride or whatever, you know? Yeah, I, I'm torn as to whether he would want to just rest or whether he would sort of feel obliged to fly around a bit around over the city and patrol for danger. Because there are dragons very close. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of leaving it in his hands. But I do say to him, scratches under the chin, just keep out of trouble, all right? I, I, I don't want to lose you. He bites your hand off. Nice. And then I get it back and I'm like, ha ah, ha, good trick. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no no amputations. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, you make your way to the merchant's district and you just sort of follow the last path you took to the very uh, stylish sort of fashion area. And yeah, there is a salon with sort of loud thumping music playing even at this early hour of the day you can it, you know you get the impression that this happens all the time maybe this place doesn't close it's a busy city maybe it's a 24 <laughs> 7 salon you don't know but yeah it's thumping and bumping and you know that it is definitely open for business and i'm like are you ready for this Akers? i don't think i'm ready for this but I <laughs> I don't think I... you're ready for this challenge <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going so Molly opens up the door swings it open and is like Greta I'm back <laughs> this yeah this very I can't remember if, even if she was human I think she was human I have no idea um, I think she might have been actually to listeners if, if a year and a half ago uh, when the, if things have changed since then but yeah this this human woman with very stylish haircut very uh, out there over the top style she just turns a half look at you like like she's barely interested in your existence at all <laughs> and, and you saying like I'm here Greta she's like and who exactly are you darling I'm Marley Craft I killed uh, what's her name the Empress in the killing ground that was me with your haircut right but that was weeks ago i know what have but you done look since then darling yeah. have my hair ruined and i've like crushed a dragon and killed a demigod and oh what else have we done arcus oh by the way this is my friend arcus um and they're a cloud demon and they Hello, also need a haircut kill people too <laughs> She, she looks Arcus goblins. Up, she looks Arcus up and down and her eyes go wide she's like you darling are fabulous I like look behind I look behind me I'm like what <laughs> who's she talking to like, what are you whatever you are I am all about it <laughs> whoa you can't call me an it um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, I, hi! I'm yeah. I'm Marcus. I'm 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 a cloud. I'm a cloud demon from a different world, and I'm here to help uh, this world. I think I'm doing okay, but sometimes I kill people. But I think that's okay. Hello. Yeah, she's like, you must take a hug. seat, darling. <laughs> <laughs> she 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 avoids the hug as if like in a, in a germ in a germ phobic sort of way, like putting hands up, like don't touch me, almost. But, and then 
shove someone else out of a seat and like she's like you must sit down darling <laughs> i need to work on whatever this is i take the seat amazing she plays with your hair like which is just this huge cluster of cloud on the back of your head <laughs> she's like i don't know what this is but it's it's just the best uh what do you want me to do with it um i think it's a little long um but you know i'm i'm open i don't i you know what do you, what do you think i would look best with i'm i'm happy to be the uh the unmodeled clay as it were to your artist's design okay if you have a dice handy <laughs> we'll roll a d6 here and okay. before you do so if you get a one she's going to do a very short mm-hmm. a two she's going to um do it in like long braids three she's going to suggest coloring it purple four she's going to suggest shaving half of it nice five she's going to suggest the marge simpson straight up (laughs) (laughs) and six she's going to give you the rachel from friends great okay here we go six (laughs) rachel from friends (laughs) i saw the most I saw a wonderful play the other day, darling, and there was this actress. She had just the perfect haircut. Everyone's doing it. And I think with your cloudy hair, ooh, it's going to be delicious. Incredible. I trust you. Um, she she works on it, and she gives you the Jennifer Aniston circuit 2001. <laughs> no one told you life was going to be this way. <laughs> You now look uh, like Jennifer Aniston Marcus. And that's canon. Um, <laughs> what is this game? <laughs> I know, are we playing Dungeons and Dragons right now? Yeah. <laughs> that's what's amazing about Dungeons Wait. and Dragons. This, this is also it. <laughs> Wait, that's what we've been doing? <laughs> yeah. Weird. We only just recently got dragons, though. And dungeons, actually. That's true. <laughs> Gre- Greta fawns over Arcus, like, a lot. Like, you are, like, the best thing she's ever seen. And then she Ooh, begrudgingly offers Marley a, a different seat as it opens up. She says, yeah, mm-hmm. so I'll deal with you too, darling. Miss... What was your name? Kraft. Carly? Carly Kraft. Math? Craft. <laughs> Marley Craft. Of Craft yes. Tavern, you know? Used to be the Necropodicon. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I know she doesn't. I just still love her. <laughs> Nobody knows who Marley is. It's just not surprising to her anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, so what, what what would Marley want done at this place? Oh, just like something a little more practical. I think last time she got something that was a bit ridiculous. I can't even remember anymore. I think it was just like a... I don't even remember. But um, she just wants something that, like, a, a, a short fringe and just, like, a pony. Like, she can just pony it up and get it out of the way. She's just been a little bit annoyed with her hair and fights, yeah. especially with yeah. Thunderwave. Gets a bit whippy. Yeah, she, she listens to what you say and she says, okay, I'll give you the Phoebe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and just, yeah, just starts working on tidying your hair up. It only takes, like, a, a couple of minutes, a lot less time than Arcus. Yeah. It's basically done straight away. Yeah. And just said, I didn't do much, but you look so much better. 
Thank you. It was really, it was just really annoying me, especially after you did such a good job. And then she, she doesn't really, I don't think Malik really carries money around because she's gotten a bit blasé with the locker. <laughs> she just kind of like puts the key in the air, opens up the air, reaches in, sort of grabs some gold out. I don't know, like a good hefty handful because she's got a lot in there. So she just, she just kind of like closes the locker up with like a giant handful of gold in her hand and is like, will this be enough? Yeah, she just sees a giant handful of gold and says, that's exactly what I was going to charge you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope this will help you remember my name. And then just kind of oh, like... definitely Will Carly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what I expected. <laughs> um, when you opened the locker and took the money and then closed it, you heard, Marley and Arcus, quick, you hit. Oh, good. We'll deal with that in a minute. <laughs> Hold on, we're paying for our haircuts. It's makeover time. Wait a second. Wait, oh my god. I look like Jennifer Aniston right now, okay? Just calm I got down. the Phoebe. <laughs> so we leave the cool. store. We're like, thank you, mm-hmm. love you, bye. Love you, bye. <laughs> Somewhere in this merchant's district is going to be an armorer, so it makes <laughs> Are sense. Are not going to immediately open the locker back up? Nope. <laughs> I refuse. No, come on, we gotta open the locker back up No, nope. no, Marley, <laughs> we have to. We have to. No, because we have to I'm not it. getting sucked into another thing while my AC is still 15. It is not happening. <laughs> I am going to an armorer. <laughs> I'm sure we can listen to whatever the thing is and then go. You to don't know, hate it. <laughs> Um, for ease of this, we don't need to roleplay this at all, Brad. What I would like to buy mm-hmm. is a shield and half plate, please. Okay. Uh, yeah. So if you just spend the money to get yourself that shield and the half plate. Um, can I get, actually, could I get some armor for uh, rain and a little, like, sword? I imagine the mouse population has only, like, grown since, so I would like to get her, like, fully equipped. Yeah, about that. As soon... So do you... Uh, how, how do you go about finding out if that's an option or, like, how you would do that? Oh. So when Marley gets her armor, do you say to the armorer, like, I've got a mouse, could I get armor for the mouse or something like that? Weren't there mouse districts? I went somewhere and bought her a dress mm-hmm. last time. Yeah, in Bamfor's district, which I guess we're heading next. Yeah, so like I imagine I know where to get mouse armor if I knew where to get, or I'd go to the mouse clotherer <laughs> that I got from last time, and I'd be like, yo, where to get armors? As soon as you start inquiring about things for mice, um, you, you both become aware, or you both get made aware, like people start telling you that in, in the last two weeks, so basically since the time you left the city and in Banfor's absence, there was a power vacuum in the district and some of the stronger gang members and and some guards from outside the um the vice district as well they all fought to try and um, gain supremacy over one another they all sort of wanted to be the band for replacement mm-hmm. and and there was just this giant brawl in the streets of the vice district and most of them died and but those who survived and were sort of like rising up to be like I lived, I'm going to be the one in charge they were quickly set upon and killed by a legion of mice hundreds of thousands of mice 
And mm-hmm. so now the mice have sort of been declared the de facto kingpins of the vice district. Amazing. Incredible, incredible. Okay, so are we allowed in the district? <laughs> well, I guess uh, we'll figure that out when we go to go in there, right? Law dumps, god-killing missions, crash landings, a depressing bar gig, haircuts, and mouse armor. What an episode! I gotta say, I'm really glad Arcus and Marley finally got a bit of R&R, because I bet Haydet has something pretty gnarly in store for them when they reopen that locker. We could not make The Fate of Ison without the love and support from our awesome Patreon donors. If you want to become one yourself, uh, visit patreon.com slash fateofison to see the reward tiers and see how you can get involved. Uh, or you can just help us with a cool review. That would be nice. Or get on Facebook or Twitter, at fateofison, Instagram even, and be like, hey, get in touch with us and make us feel happy, nice, good feelings. Uh, our Patreon supporters are... Alex White Robinson, person who wants to stay anonymous, Robert Baldino from Not Quite Heroes Podcast, Aaron Cucci, Laura Christine Goodwin and James Blyser from With a Woe Podcast, Sarah Hodgkins, Laura Douglas, Mel Zergler, Rod Rafa, Martha, Sam Malcolm from Table Tales, Cardinal Faust, Lauren Flake, Heidi, Lavriana Cavalsic, Kevin Swift from the Dice Cult, Ben Ed's Victorian Gavin Porter, Daniel Nicholas from the Happy Go Lucky Podcast, KP Squish, Alexandra Lickkeis, Andrew Evans, Danny Holman from the Garada Podcast, Kevin Carver, Dakota Shemansky, Damien, ah, Damien Liberton, Andrew M, and Alexander Waffles Williams. Alrighty, that is it for this week. We will be back next time with uh, whatever happens when they enter Banfor City. So, uh, catch you then. Thanks for listening, everyone.